Good morning, and uh, as they say, Happy Easter. I'd like to say, uh, since this is Easter, I'd like to say that, that from the point of view of Buddhism, uh, generally speaking, there might be some Buddhists who don't look at it this way or feel this way, but from the point of view of Buddhism, uh, this uh, person, uh, Jesus uh, Christ, was a bodhisattva or a savior of the world. And there are a, lots of, a lot of human beings who come into the world just to benefit others, just to save others, just to help others. The way in which they do that is uh, constrained and uh, enhanced in some ways by the very culture and the traditions that were uh, existing when they came into this incarnation. And so <laughs> they do the best that they can. And then others come along and listen to that message, and then they take it in different directions or interpret it and take it in so many different ways. And uh, We do the same thing. I'm doing the same thing. Not that I'm a particular savior, but, uh, but and uh, we just do the best we can. All of us are doing that. Everyone um, in some way has uh, the benefit of others uh, uh, in the forefront of their mind. They just might interpret it differently. So that being said, uh, this is a mountains and rivers, which uh, uh, classically uh, is uh, from this perspective here is a, a question and answer uh, format. So if you have uh, questions, I've already I think I already have some uh, that are that Nuno is going to read, and we'll go through those first, and then we'll uh, respond to other questions uh, if you uh, have them. Thank you, Nuno. Yes, the first one is from Juzan at the monastery, and. He asks, what is losing the war? Mm -hmm. So you first have to see, uh, this is a practice, a way of talking to someone about meditation, the way that I often do. I've even done some calligraphies that say that. So there's an internal war going on, uh, a war and peace situation is happening in anyone's mind. And losing the war is first, you have to be aware there is such a thing. And that war uh, needs to be seen as being, uh, to use a descriptive way of talking about it, because it's not exactly that, but it is internal, internal. So quite often, if we have any difficulty or uh, anger, uh, frustration, anxiety, or something like that, where we're against or for or uh, fighting with uh, something, quite often we project that the causes of that out onto the world, onto our family, onto our friends, onto our enemies, uh, and we fight. We fight with them. So from the point of view of the spiritual path, it is about eventually seeing that anything you see out in the world uh, is actually a projection of what happens uh, in the interior way of what we call the mind or the kind of mind stream. The way we do that here is to sit down and deliberately sit down, hold still, all the senses are on receive, and to observe whatever shows up in the senses, any one of them, and it can be different with each person. It might be just body feelings. When I started meditating, uh, the entire scenario for me was body aches and pains, and this is a long time ago in 1973. So, and so I didn't have many mental things going on. It was just so hard to sit still. It was painful, and still I have some difficulty with that. <clears throat> so you have to see what the war is, and then you have to see that you are trying to get something else. You're trying to win. You're trying to bring things to some kind of conclusion based on your preconceptions, your ideas, your judgments, your evaluations, your beliefs, your disbeliefs, and so on. Don't do it. And how do you, how do you don't do it? You have to see that there's a war going on where you are wanting something else. You want to stop something, you want to start something, or you want to shut down or ignore all different forms of, uh, of uh, activities of the mind that help us uh, ignore who we actually are. So, further questions? Yes, uh, this one's from uh, Shadowa, also at the monastery in Balakrit. Um, Before asked, you go on, uh, one more thing for you, Giozan, is first you have to, you don't have to lose the war exactly. You have to see that you're fighting it. If you see that you're pushing on something, that's enough. You don't have to stop pushing necessarily. So just watch how the war happens. And then at some point, maybe this week, maybe 10 years from now, maybe 10 days from now, you will see the way in which you struggle with your mind. And what is that's a belief that there is somebody who can win or lose. Look closely at that, my friend. Go ahead with Shoto's question, please. Yes, on our Ketchum Yaku, it shows the lineage of teachers from the historical Buddha down to your preceptor, you, Sokazan, and then the student. 
me, Shoto. After that, the lineage loops back up to the historical Buddha. What is this circular nature of the lineage? Is the Buddha receiving the lineage from me? <clears throat> you could say that, but you it might be a better uh, way to say that it is a bloodline where it's it's one uh, circularity that is not even going in circles. It's not doing anything. And uh, for one to be added into this or brought into this through uh, receiving vows is to include one in this uh, teaching lineage. So it could be happening uh, literally in lots of different ways. You may never, uh, you may attain Buddhahood. You may realize your Buddha nature and no one will know it. So you may not have the particular fame and notoriety that the historical Buddha Shakyamuni uh, has and had. But yes, there's a connection. Your Buddha, Buddha, Buddha nature, Buddha is not, a, not someone. It's not a person. So it is a, the nature of consciousness is awake, Buddha. This question is from Gyokudo, who's at the monastery. Gyokudo. She says, uh, Dogen says. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> the way the self arrays itself is the form of the entire world. Does this mean we are creating the world? If not, then how do we think about it? This is from Yuji, being time. Mm -hmm. So what's the question? The question is, Dogen says, the way the self arrays itself is the form of the entire world. Does this mean we are creating the world? If yes. not, then how do we think about it? Well, yes, you're creating the world, but not you, not your ego self. But on the other hand, your <laughs> ego Identity is also not uh, left out. It doesn't have to be done away with, uh, no more than uh, you do away with anything. So everything can be included, including the self-centered mind, the ego mind. You don't have to do anything with it. Uh, it, it arrays itself. In other words, where Dogen's expression is talking about the, the, uh, the way things show up. Uh, the way I would say this very specifically and, and directly, and I've said this many times, I'll say it again, you are looking at yourself. Your true self. You're always looking at your true self. You can't find anything but your true self anywhere. It's just arrayed in such a way that it looks like the 10,000 things. And that's very magnetic to the ego mind who wants what? Something else. It's a second noble truth. Wanting things to be different than they are. How are they? Suffering. Not negative, just the truth. You have nerve endings. Uh, difficulty. Uh, nerve endings in the consciousness also besides the fingertips. Just receive. Whatever is coming uh, is your uh, friend. Chazan has a question from the monastery. He asks, what is it to have authority? And in parentheses, he says, get your own authority and to lose the war. What is it to have authority and to lose the war? So first of all, to uh, you have to understand, look at authority and look at your preconceptions, your judgments, your, your ideas about authority who's right, who's wrong, who's up. Someone that is caught in right and wrong will not only suffer themselves, but torture other people, maybe without even knowing it, will, will trigger uh, uh, difficulty in others. So getting your own authority is to see there isn't any authority. There is no central headquarters. This is a non-theistic spiritual path. I'm not saying that the theistic paths, uh, the path of uh, 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 Christ or the path of Muhammad or the path of... Uh, Taoism um, or the indigenous uh, peoples are just thousands of different ways of working with the, the mind in terms of uh, a spiritual aspect or dimension. So the, the authority may show up uh, in different ways. Uh, you could say that this person uh, who, uh, who you're looking at is an authority, but this person uh, is uh, the idea in order to do this in a way that's fundamentally helpful for others rather than just be uh, king of the hill, is to really fundamentally understand that you're always a servant. If there's any kind of dynamic happening, that's, that's the position that needs to be taken. Further questions about authority are very good. So get your own authority means, as Coben said, uh, get your own authority means uh, see what the nature of authority is. My understanding of it is see what, what that is. Is there someone who uh, is in charge? Uh, as the teacher said in the uh, but the 11th century or whenever it was, 12th century, 
on his uh, seven points of mind training of the two, keep the principal witness. You're the authority. But if you see who this is and what this is, you realize there is not a solid being here. <laughs> if you see that, uh, um, then, uh, then you're in charge. Shoka has a question. Yes. How does seeing who we are help us to function within the culture we are born into? Because the whole idea of being right and wrong, agreeing and disagreeing and all of that just falls into place as it naturally needs to. If you, if you meet a person who's all upset about whatever, about what you're doing, about politics, about whatever, you're able to understand that and receive uh, and understand and see their frustration and their suffering. And and if they're if it goes a different way, then you're able to you're that because you don't have a position. You don't you're you're not positionless, but your position is always situational. You're never at war, nor are you at peace. You don't have a state. You know, sometimes they call it peace because the one who sees clearly doesn't do much, and does not uh, act out of passion, aggression, and ignorance. But it but does not miss passionate aggression and ignorance is very clear about the way that operates in him or herself or themselves and in others. You don't get, have to get rid of anything. Don't miss your life. Don't ignore the world. Don't ignore this world or that world. Don't ignore. Don't ignore. How do you do that? You, you watch, you see the way you keep objecting to things without changing it. Takes a while. Sit down, hold still, and look at passion, aggression, and ignorance. And just observe it. And eventually you will begin to see, no guarantee, but eventually the way it looks, you will begin to see that or who actually sees that. Because that's the original mistaken identity, that there is somebody. You can do just fine without a, a solid, separate individual being. Junju from a monastery asks, when in physical pain during meditation, is continuing to sit fighting with ourselves? It might be. Uh, that's something that's a big misunderstanding goes back culturally because of the, some of the macho traditions of uh, uh, Buddhist practice of uh, making yourself stay there no matter what and make somebody hunt behind you with a club. Not a good idea. I mean, I can understand how it arose socially. It was it was in the, the culture and tradition it was in. Don't need to do that. Uh, you should you should respect your body when your body talks to you and sends you pain. That doesn't mean you're supposed to sit there and drill down into it particularly. So I would say, usually what I say generally as an overall comment on it is your body hurts, adjust. But you don't have to do it the, that very second. You don't have to wiggle. Returning to silence, returning to still, stillness is the approach. Just return to the stillness. When your body takes you away, then just return to it. And any commentary or any... Uh, uh, rationalizing or an analysis around that is extra and it will just create more um, more um, uh, circularity of the mind stream, just more I like this and then that and what about this, what about that so 10 people all sitting one person's knees hurt and another person, the other people uh, are bothered in this way or their back is sore or something some people will get, will get up and some people will not it is choiceless. If you think there's a choice involved there, then that's your uh, that's your uh, homework. Look at choice. Look at is is there someone deciding something? Find out. Find out. You can do that. You have everything you need. The only thing you might need is to run into someone like this who's saying you have everything you need. Don't believe anything. Don't disbelieve anything. And certainly don't look away as you hear me say over and over again. Kozan has a question. Certainly. What does spiritual mean in spiritual practice? <clears throat> so definitions of that are in the dictionary, and I know you're not asking for that, but uh, the spiritual part of this uh, is the part that derails you uh, and takes time, that derails you from the material, from spiritual material, the, uh, cutting through spiritual uh, as Trump Rinpoche's book is, Cutting Through Spiritual Materialism. Cutting through the materialism that arises out of the spiritual path where we need to get somebody or accomplish something or attain enlightenment or be really uh, smart or really radiant or be compassionate. All those be this, be this, do this, do that. 
and the spiritual path needs to be approached in a mundane way or a provisional way. Of course, everything needs needs to have some kind of entryway. But as we but and as we go along, we begin to see that this path is without a beginning and without an end. It doesn't have the relative context that learning how to um, uh, you know, roof houses or how to build make a guitar from scratch or all of those very very materialistic and relative structures that are fairly have a beginning and an end and a middle and uh, the spiritual path has one also but it is also said that the spiritual path is good at the beginning good in the middle and good at the end there is no otherness to that and so to take it a little bit further uh, it goes into a into a deep dimension of consciousness that doesn't grasp that otherness or or uh, uh, self or other those things are are just not they just don't apply but in the mundane path, in the thinking process, the world that, and that most of us are dealing with, we think there's a correct and an incorrect. And we will actually, if, we've, if that's true, you will actually uh, not only hurt yourself, but you will hurt other people until you see what this is. I don't care uh, if you're fully ordained as a monk or if you have no ordination, if you have no interest in it, or if you're a, a Muslim or a Christian or atheist or an agnostic, if you don't understand what this is, uh, you will... You will avoid your own suffering by blaming others, by torturing others until not just you, but anyone, until you see who this is, you think other people are causing your emotions or your negativity, including your happiness, including that. Nishikai asks, Nishikai, what does it mean to live out your karma? Are there ways to not live out our karma? Sure. The ways you would not live out your karma is to cover up whatever's happening because you don't like it. Um, the obvious, one of the real obvious way is to, uh, every time you don't feel so good, go drink or go uh, gamble or go um, join a club. Not wrong. I'm not saying this is wrong. Most of the people are doing some version of that. They're, they, they're happy when they're on the golf course. So that's what they do. Or they're, uh, if they feel have they have hobbies, so so they they don't just sit there by themselves, which is called meditation. But they find something to fill that up with. And I'm sure you've noticed Nishikai or anyone else here who's been practicing for a few years, you've noticed that sitting still, totally by yourself, is uh, weaning yourself, ourselves, away from the need, from the addiction to entertainment, the addiction to something else, to anything to distract us from our life. Live your life. Be genuine. Have your feeling. Don't fight with your negativity. Don't agree with your negativity. And certainly don't uh, distract yourself or ignore it. And if you can, and everyone comes into this life with different combinations of karma, causes and conditions, different uh, uh, styles of neurosis, uh, from uh, extreme passion, aggression, ignorance, to all different kinds of cover-ups cover and uh, extensions of the personality that tend to want power over this uh, or want to have a sense of belonging to that. Don't do any of it. And if you do, just be very aware. If you, if you find you're already on the train, then uh, watch the scenery go by. Don't necessarily jump off. Live your life. Whatever's happening, you've heard me say this many times, Nishikai and others, whatever's occurring to you, and it needs to happen. Why? Because it's definitely arisen. Pratitya Samutpada, a fancy word for a very simple idea that is very difficult to comprehend because it is just this. It's not 12 things that are just this. That's just a way of teaching it. What it actually is uh, doesn't, doesn't involve numbers at all. As you've heard me say many times, I'm not very good with numbers. That's why I have Jen Shu to help me. She's a math wizard. Kevin Townley from New York asks, does sitting practice neutralize karma? No, it doesn't neutralize it. I think it could drop the drop the uh, intentions or the energy behind it to some extent. But uh, sitting practice allows you to actually look at the causes and conditions that are arising that we refer to as karma, our karma, my karma, my good karma, my bad karma, uh, my karma gia. Probably never heard of that one. Um, so it doesn't neutralize it, but it it actually allows you to express and i don't mean express i don't mean have your way and do whatever you want and uh write bad music uh it, it allows you to actually 
embody the karma that you've got coming. And when I say you've got coming, there is no you in the in the common sense of uh, me and my stuff and you and your world and how good I'm doing and how terrible you're, you're doing. I don't mean that. That's a materialistic approach. What I'm saying is the deep consciousness layer or the, all of the different layers of consciousness that go this way and that way, to use a, a relative uh, um, um, metaphor, uh, back and forward, backwards and forwards, is that it's just one, it's not separate. It's not even one thing. If you say one, then you create something else. So it's not even one thing, but it's not separate. So therefore, uh, everything you're looking for, you are. Just stop covering it up. This, this means in a very relative daily sense, when you sit down and face the wall, whatever rises in the mind is it. Whatever goes away is it. Whatever shows up at your doorstep is it. Whatever knocks at your door and uh, leaves a bag of uh, burning dog poop in a bag that you come out and stamp out, that's it. You remember that, don't you, Kevin? Chazan has another question. Yes. Can you be definite about something and lose the war? That's the only way you can do it. Because the def the definite, definitive, it's it's definite. You see it. You see that it's a war. And uh, you, you, see, you, you see the nature of war, maybe for the first time. Maybe last week you were still seeing right and wrong, up and down, who did it, who didn't do it, who said that to me, who looked at me that way, who insinuated that I was somehow wrong or made fun of me or whatever it may be. You actually see that war. You see the entire thing. You see it so clearly. There are no words for that, even though Chief Joseph of the Nez Perce said, from where the sun stands now, I will fight no more forever. That's the spiritual path. That's the true spiritual path. Rudersheen from Traverse City or Elk Rapids asks, does the meaning, does the experience of meaning happen if we are not aware it is happening? So the awareness of that doesn't have a, a, a someone who's aware. So the fundamental awareness is, uh, is not aware of something else. It begins to be aware of this, aware of thoughts, aware of feelings, aware of difficulties, aware of frustrations, aware, aware. There's always some something arising in the awareness. So read that again. I think I'm missing part of the question. The, you're probably missing the little flower, she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that says it all. Flowers. Does the experience of meaning happen if we are not aware it is happening? So that's a little bit uh, difficult to comment because the experience of meaning, actually meaning, uh, meaning is uh, gets separated from what is that? What what the meaning actually is? So it tends to get get off into a little bit of a philosophical area, which is an abstraction, which actually is a, it closes the door on reality. Uh, a door is like a concept, uh, or a concept is like a door, and we see something, and rather than receive, there's a sense that it might go away, so we conceptualize it. Oh, now we got that. And uh, if you go down through history, go and read. Uh, uh, Friedrich Hegel, uh, Soren Kierkegaard, Nietzsche. Um, read somebody who's who's able to see very clearly, but then brings it into concepts and locks it down into a, a philosophy, a point of view, uh, a string of concepts. They actually, you could say, they actually destroy their understanding by explaining. So don't do it. Don't do anything. Have a willingness to not know what this is or what's happening next. You will still know, but a w the willingness... Another way of talking about, okay, that's one of the things that ego will understand when I say have the willingness to just not know stuff. And ego will, because ego knows the self-centered aspect of consciousness, which is unreal, uh, but gets together to protect something. Trungpa uh, Rinpoche called it a cocoon. We have a cocoon situation around us, so nothing can uh, hurt the or harm the precious uh, me. She has a follow-up question. Certainly. Is meaning an experience? Well, it's experiential. So then you would have the meaning of something would be having an experiential quality to it, but it's still uh, a low, you could say a low level uh, or a, a pretty uh, refined level of thinking that is still a conceptual situation. I, I don't, not that it makes any difference to you or to anybody, but I don't, I don't have any meaning is a 
uh, something somebody else is doing. I'm not doing that. I'm not teaching out of what thing, things mean. That's that's a samsara. I mean, it might be highly refined, and you could get a PhD, which you did actually. So it could be, could be, but it's still the highly refined. The, the the awareness that sees what this is will not have any proof. Will not have any. Will not have anything. It's from the, a relative, from the point of view of ego, it is destitute, and you don't mind because there is no one. I'm not saying there isn't something. Isn't just not a person. <laughs> That's why we use the idea, the term, the the reference of Buddha nature, because uh, those who have understood this want to share it. If there if there's someone that's ready to what receive it, you have a receiver, then possibly you could say something. But the receiver has to be open. How does a receiver get open? Train your mind and look at how closed you are. You have to look at the closure. You try to open up and try to be an open person. Uh, you're just kidding yourself. You can't you can't be enlightened. Can't just be enlightened. <laughs> Go ahead. Michael Stoltz from Battle Creek Michael. has a question. Is wisdom in the absence of authority? Is wisdom in the absence of authority? It's not too concerned with it. I mean, authority, uh, uh, the wisdom mind always sees that authority is a relative basis and it's always flipping back and forth. You can't just, a uh, teeter totter doesn't work if, the, if there's. Uh, if one weight, one end is always too heavy. <laughs> it goes back and forth and back. So there's wisdom, no wisdom. It's actually from certain uh, understanding, uh, wisdom is actually foolish. That's why uh, in Tibetan Buddhism, it's called uh, crazy wisdom. The crazy wisdom form of the Buddhas of the three times, Dorje Trolo, Karma Pakshi. Just a couple of uh, images from the past. Shoto has another question. He says, when I hear you talk about choicelessness, it seems honest. But when others may bring it up, it sounds like a cop-out or a conclusion. What is choicelessness that's not just, well, I got to be me or that's just how I am? So I got to be me and that's just how I am. It's certainly not choicelessness. It's a commentary on on uh, wanting to have your way or seeing that there's nothing else to do. I'm not talking about choicelessness from the point of view of... of uh, coming to a conclusion because you didn't know what else to do. So you call it choiceless. I'm saying choicelessness is uh, if, if there's a solid self, if there's a belief that there's somebody here, a real, real me, then any polarity that shows up will be distressing probably. And then might, one might impulsively go to one and say, well, I was choiceless. I just had to do that. I just, I'd had enough. I don't mean that. And, uh, and that's meaning, Rasheen. Um, Juzan has another question. Certainly. Do we need others to see that everything is fundamentally our, ours? Do we need others to see that everything is fundamentally ours? Your, your, the way you express, the way you ask the question sounds like uh, you have a conclusion around the corner there that you're not telling me about. So don't do that. You know what I mean. And to answer your question, yes and no. There are no others, but apparent others you need so that you can see. There are no others. Good question, actually. It's just that you revealed a lot more of yourself than you thought you were going to. You can't open your mouth without revealing. I mean, everybody can see it. <laughs> uh, Susan Alcott asks, Yes. Is obligation to biological relatives only cultural? Is there a limit? Yeah, that's a good question. I would say it's very, uh, let's put it this way. I would say, uh, Susan, that it's very situational. And if you if you do it by the situation, then you kind of somewhat bypass or at least set aside the, the cultural construct that says you need to take care of grandma or whatever it may be. Uh, but if you do it situationally, you can see that sometimes people take advantage of that cultural th situation to try to control you. Well, you have to do this because of this and because what will people think and all of that. So if you have a strong awareness practice and, and then your own, uh, your, the, the causes and conditions that are arising is your particular karma, which makes you a woman, makes you have this kind of ability, that kind of ability. Maybe you have two kids, maybe no kids, you have a really close connection with your mom and maybe a terrible one with your dad. I mean, I could just go on and on. Uh, then uh, all of those need to be uh, uh, seen included so that uh, when it comes time to operate in a relative context of doing this or doing that, then it really is choiceless. Then, and it's choiceless because you've seen 
uh, incredible, confusing array of uh, dispositions and and uh, and directions and uh, dimensions that are happening all over. That you cannot get all that together and come up with some. It doesn't add up. There's too many numbers, and and there are numbers in different languages, and they're the qualities increase. So you're not going to be able to control that. So, but if you have a strong awareness practice then the choicelessness begins to arise out of your deep understanding, not only your deep understanding of who you are, what this is, but who other people are and what their dynamic is. And uh, you can even say sometimes you're very tied into somebody uh, almost karmically. You just can't do anything, but just whatever they want, you just, even though someone else might ask you the same thing, you think, oh, I'm not doing that. No time for that. Whereas another person just seems to have control over you. I would say, Strong awareness practice will help you relate to that. Uh, it's uh, and it can be very, very difficult. Uh, my experience with that is uh, uh, relationships I've had, uh, marriages I've had over the years to help me look back and see how lesson is being delivered to us in the form of our relationship. Huge, incredible uh, school for us to learn who and what we are and what this is before we go back uh, before the body mind complex goes back into the elements and. Uh, and our consciousness is, uh, what, dispersed? Maybe not. Juzan wants to know what his conclusion is. His conclusion? <laughs> it's good to have a straight man. Uh, your conclusion is uh, that which uh, you have concluded that needs concluding or doesn't need concluding. So therefore, you've concluded about the conclusions and you've concluded about the lack of conclusions. And that cl- conclusion all comes to together as vanilla. Sholin asks, is just this, the spiritual, that is not material? If you see it, if you, th- if you think you're seeing stuff, then there's a, you have some work to do. But you have to, this is why we use a wall. I mean, you could also use a carpeting. You could use a, a table. You could, use, you could look out the window at the trees. Just something where not too much is happening. That way it includes the visual consciousness which I think closed eye meditation is might feel good, but this is not about feeling good. If you think it's about feeling good, then close your eyes. Have a mantra. Visualize stuff. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that tantric practice or visualizations aren't incredibly uh, helpful, useful to the spiritual path. I've done a lot of it. Not as much as some people, of course, but I've done enough to know what it is. So uh, it's, it's not something I'm reading about, something I've done. You may or may not need to do that kind of practice. From my understanding, what you need to do is to look down at look down or at the carpeting or look at the wall and watch what the mind keeps generating and observe that. Chisho uh, has a question from Houston. Chisho is seeking the quote real self end quote another play of the ego. Well, the ego will try to uh, usurp that situation. But as long as there's a strong awareness practice, one is sitting down, holding still, and not not getting on any train or endeavoring to just stay in the stay in the station, stay in the uh, stay in the aviary, don't fly around, just stay there and just watch what comes and goes. And and but your very ability and your very the very the very uh, um, way in which and the very content of what you're asking me tells me you're already looking at that. So I would just say, as a uh, as a teacher, I would say, just continue to look at that. Don't don't conclude something about it. Like, oh, that's just ego. Don't do that. You don't need to get rid of the ego. That's that's a very difficult one because the ego is just irritating. We we think we're making some progress, and then we see, oh, I'm just narcissistic about you know. I'm just it's kind of sickening. Not saying you're having that. I'm talking about my path. That's how I'm able to talk about it because I I just. Uh, Saw that. See that. I see it now. Still there. Uh, if uh, if you could see my ego, it'd be like a, it'd be like a, uh, one of those little dummies that sit on your lap. That you know, it's like one of those, except nobody's controlling it. <laughs> so it it just kind of runs its mouth, and I listen. Always receive whatever's happening. Receive. You don't have to get anywhere. You're already where you need to be. Just realize it. Realize who you are. Not separate from anything, any, never have been, never will be uh, transcending time and space. I know it might sound kind of highfalutin, but because uh, I'm just an ordinary person, I can say that. I make no claims. 
And Maria from New York has a question. She asks, how is philosophers, quote, destroying their awareness slash realization by explaining it, end quote, different than the teacher, quote, teaching slash explaining? Same thing. I'm destroying everything. It's called the Bodhisattva path. If you, if you, if you survive this path, it's not the Bodhisattva path. So you find out what's different about it, Anna Maria. I've already explained it. I'm not free of what I explain. Same thing. And different. The quality of sameness, sameness and difference. Asandokai. Not two, not two, not two. Anytime you have the two-ness. I, I have questions constantly. People ask me the same. I can feel it coming over and over. Blue. They sound different. The names, I mean. So, and I'm not mocking you at all. I'm mocking this, if anything. I appreciate the questions. It helps me to respond to what it is that you need to hear. Shiro has another follow-up question to choicelessness. He asks, if we think we're functioning out of choicelessness, is that a cover-up? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Who was it that asked that? Shoda. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a choicelessness. Yeah. 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 You can ask me. I certainly think I'm choiceless. Uh, Katie has a question. How do we navigate the anxiety, fear, and anger over the pandemic and now uh, not allow it to take control mm -hmm. over us? Well, you know, the, when I say, you know, I don't mean, you know, I mean, it's just a phrase filler. You know, you know, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, I mean. Fundamentally, what is happening here is just what's been happening in the world since beginningless time. Just th this comes up and then that goes down. And then this happens. There's a war here and there's a war. I'm not making light of anything, but it's just the nature of the world to, to have very difficult situations about pandemics and so on. And they go away. And then we have terrible people in power. And then we have wonderful people in power. However you want to look at it, it just goes on and on. The, the, the downside of this is I don't need to say anything about that. You just described it. But the upside of it, you're alone. Sit down and face the wall. Make use of this time. Make use of it. Even though Unio and I are here and we're been here for a month, uh, we're, we're uh, and we miss we, we miss people. We miss people at the monastery. I miss seeing my students and being able to hug people. Uh, it's still it's just things are coming and going. And uh, you know sometimes they say make the best of things. I'm not talking about that. But just be where you're at. Be in the room you're in. If you have a wall. Some people don't have a wall in a tent or they're in a, they're on the ground in the dirt in Syria or wherever or on another planet. We aren't the only ones, you know, maybe you don't know. But uh, Unio and I are doing fine here. We're really enjoying ourselves when you say so. <laughs> it's very, it's not very confusing at all to be here. <laughs> We're just in a house. We could die any moment. We'd be, be pretty happy dying. We did. <laughs> So we're not planning on it. No, we're not planning. No, no, we're not planning. So uh, I don't mean mean to make light of what you're feeling, Katie, but I'm saying that just just be be with whatever's happening, whatever's happening, rather than go into the psychology and all of the confusing things. I don't mean turn off the news and never listen to it or never watch it, but watch the way people can concluding this and con con concluding that. I have someone who sends me constant things about things he wants me to watch that are just terrible. Things that mean the, the, the pandemic is, an, is a myth and it's an illusion or it's a it's a big hype by the the left or it's on. I don't shut him off. I listen to him. I want to know what everybody's saying, but it's pretty confusing, and it's hard to know right and wrong and who's right and who's uh, who's manipulating the news. Or um, I'd find out who you are. Sit down. You got everything you need right in front of you. Death comes without warning. This body will be gone. Find out who you are. Make it a priority. Sit down, hold still. Watch what moves. Because what moves is the very nature of Katie or anyone else that's listening, or even this person. It's the very nature of the mind. It, you don't have to get rid of it. It's a great, a great discovery to realize that you, you don't have to get rid of the ego, but you can. Uh, it's quite entertaining to watch the ego mind continue to strategize long after you've um, uh, stopped believing that it was real. Continues to go on and on. It's just part of the... Uh, part of the furniture, part of the leaves uh, falling from the trees or climbing back onto the trees, which is what ego wants to do, resurrect itself. 
Um, a follow-up question yes. about that. How I'm an I'm an essential worker. How do I do that in the presence of others and not snap at them because I am so highly charged? You might have to snap. But you could you could follow it up with uh, whoops, sorry about that. You know, make it simple. No, no, just make it simple and listen to the the snap. If you if you try to justify the snap or cover up the snap or talk up, blame it on the coronavirus or blame it on anything else, this is a teaching for you. This is a teaching for everyone. So make use of it. Don't don't run out of the schoolhouse or run up into the belfry. Uh, at least the bell only rings once a day, and those people down there that I have to work with called sentient beings. They're in it too. You need to work with people where they're at, and they need to work with you where you're at. So do it anyway. Train your mind. Make sure that when that when you get up off the cushion, that you've sat there long enough to see who you are. Find out who you are. Not just Katie, but anyway, find please. You don't have to be a Buddhist. I, I don't need any followers. I don't need anybody joining anything. You may have to do that, but that would be up to you. Another question from Michael. How can we act without actions? Just watch how you act. Just observe the action without, here, here's the action. Uh, instead, if you just watch the action, there's just the action. But what the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the confused mind, samsaric mind, materialistic mind does, something happens and it adds things on it. It changes it. it sometimes it's, there's so many things added onto it by ideas and opinions and con conceptions and blaming this person, blaming that, blaming ourselves, which is just as difficult. Just because you're blaming yourself doesn't mean it isn't blame. You don't get a, a gold star for blaming yourself. That's that's just a just like shame. Sometimes we talk, people talk about shame. Shame is just self-centeredness. Not so important that you 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 can even be ashamed of something. That's just the other end of pride. I'm really a great person who knows everything. Why don't why don't other people see how how much I know? And then there's the other end where we go way down. I'm just such a bad person. I'll never be any good. Ego. And it is not the ego that's the problem. It's the belief in the ego. Don't do it. And if you do do it, then just observe it because it can't last without the fuel of pushing, pulling, or shutting down. Kevin has another question. Kevin. Is realizing we are where we need to be a choice? I think that's added on. You don't need to say that to yourself. That's more of a philosophical idea. You're right where you need to be. Now, I have to say something. So I get to say that. And I guess you could say that if you want to, Kevin. <laughs> uh, Chisho has another question. Yes. Is the difference between a philosopher and a Dharma teacher just the view of the student? Mm. No. Junchu has another question. She asks, can we see your ego? You could, you could see it to some extent, yeah. You can, you can get a glimpse of, the, of the, the, com the energy that comes together as me and the res resenting somebody or or, or grasping something else you want or being um, pushed to the side by someone who wants to get ahead of you or something. You feel that. But you don't have to do anything with it. You don't have to get rid of it. Uh, if you, um, one who is, uh, who is, you could say, if you know someone who is humble or has humility or something, this is not someone who doesn't have an ego. This is somebody who is very, very aware of their ego very aware of their narcissism and yet doesn't doesn't necessarily get rid of it i'm so successful i got rid of my me 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 feelings and they don't uh, buy into it they they don't they don't do anything there's no second opinion happening there there's not even a first opinion it's not separate that's why it's so difficult for the self-centered mind to realize this is because we feel like there needs to be a result the very nature of result is samsara there is no result you're already awake Stop covering it up. Fleta from Traverse City has a question. Yes. How does not knowing look different from confusion? So the not knowing uh, it, it arises as no, no solid knower. There's no one who knows anything, and there's nothing to be known. So uh, one is actually uh, in a in a dimension that is that is. Uh, at once separate from the physical existence and uh, uh, and completely uh, not separate from it. It's called non-duality, not to advaita. We live in dvaita. We live in duality. Everything that's over there and that's over there and that's over there. And we're completely barraged and swamped and magnetized and seduced by the relativity of the world. It's intense. 
you see somebody killing somebody and someone else um, being extremely generous, we tend to point out the generous person and then accuse the negative situation. Not that there isn't a relative situation happened there where something is pretty good and something's pretty bad. It's the clinging to it, the clinging to it that creates warfare with ourselves, with others, and so on. More about that, Fleet, if you have it. Um, we have several other questions still. I know we're a little past time, but... Um, doesn't matter. We're, we're not timing anything. People can leave, and then we'll know we're done. Okay. Uh, Juzan asks, what do you mean by I'm not free of what I explain? It means that, that, that what I'm talking about is not something else. It's this. If you see that it's unreal, then you're no longer entrained or magnetized, or are you not magnetized? So there is no pull. Are you not free? Freedom uh, from this point, point is not freedom from something. It's fundamental freedom. It's it's so fundamental you can't find a foundation for it. There is no foundation. That's why it's called a uh, spiritual path because it transcends this this uh, physical world and doesn't go anywhere. It's an astonishing situation. I highly recommend that you train your mind. You train your mind. And what do you train your mind for? To see what is real for yourself. This is a this is something you have to do. <clears throat> not something you believe in or subscribe to. It's not that kind of a teaching. It's not a theistic or, or, a, or a self-centered kind of teaching. Um, Mayun from France has a question. Mayun. <laughs> Mafia concierge. I love to say that. <laughs> it always feel when I say something, it always feels like I could just keep talking in French, but I can't because I don't know how. <laughs> Go ahead, my dear. She asks, could the ultimate that the Dharma is pointing out be relative regarding to another ultimacy? Read that one more time. Could the ultimate that the Dharma is pointing out be relative regarding to another ultimacy? These French philosophers, I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, I, I, I want you to paraphrase that. I, I'm following you, uh, but I can't follow you where it, where, it, where it moves away from what you've just said. So paraphrase it, please. You can do that. Not in French. <laughs> <laughs> in the meantime, uh, let's see. Yeah, she should come back with that question. Yes. Susan has another question. Yes. Is the experience of change delusion? Yes. <laughs> that's a good one. Is that what's her last name? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. But you don't have to get rid of it or or do anything with it. Anna Maria has another question. Yes. She asks, "Does no difference eliminate view?" No, that is the view. No difference uh, eliminates the what is being viewed and the viewer. If you if you inspect those words closely, you see they're saying the same thing. No difference and difference. They're saying the same thing. Uh, question uh, that came through on our Google Voice. Um, how do we practice discipline slash Sheila and distinguish from drive slash effort? Was there a name there? Um, I think it's Ondo. Sure. Could be. Uh, so, I what is it? I said I've lost track here. Okay, but well, that's okay. I can respond. So, what I would say is, uh, is that those uh, within a person, uh, individuals practice those could, uh, those could show up differently. They could show up uh, slightly. You're, you're talking about the difference there. They could go one way and the other way. And I would say just watch it move that way. Sometimes it'll, it'll be be kind of an efforting feeling. And then if you do nothing with it, if you don't say don't don't do that, or if you say yes, that's the right way. No, no agreement, no disagreement, just, just receive what's happening. And you notice that anything that's showing up because you're just on receive, that it has a life of its own. It's self-existing. It's, it's just what it is. Because it's not separate, it doesn't have counterparts. That's the illusion. It looks like everything is part of something else. This is a misunderstanding. So all you have to do is observe, just receive. Just be generous. Give everything your attention, including your efforting, including your non-efforting. Yes, it's Ondo who's asking. Especially for you, Ondo. We're more disciplined probably than anybody I've ever met. Kind of. <laughs> um, it appears that... Uh, wait. 
It appears from France. Way. Oh, this is uh, from? From Mayun again. From Mayun, okay. Could there be a wider, in quotes, ultimacy that would bring back the one the teachings are talking about to relative? Yeah, okay, got it. So the relative and the ultimate are not two different things. So it doesn't have to be wider. Wider is a relative description that helps take the relative world and try to open it up, or it takes the ultimate world and tries to tries to open that up from the other direction. The direction, the direction, directional situation is the imputation that continues to cause samsara to spin as an illusion. So you don't have to get rid of an illusion; it's not real. Uh, it's uh, and in your situation specifically, Mayun is is your because of your way of understanding and perceiving everything is so uh not a compliment as you know is so vast and all pervasive and goes through, through so many different levels and realms uh, all you have to do is stop concluding don't come to a conclusion about anything you don't need that kind of protection you don't need any protection you're already free i've told you that many times <laughs> shoka has a question shoka Yesterday, during the monk talk, I responded to a question that Sokaran asked by saying, I don't know who I am. You said something like, that's fishy. How is that fishy? Isn't he a Pisces? <laughs> coffee. Well, here's, a here's, coffee. A, here's a little picture from Carl Aww. saying, happy Easter. You could show that on the screen. <laughs> oh, it's been oh there. Oh yeah, it's a kitty chewing on a bunny. <laughs> That's from Carl Witt. Uh-huh. Yep. Carl. <laughs> that cat's not a vegan. <laughs> he says, Happy Easter, Sokazan. Thank you for your teaching and Certainly. Uno for your support and leadership. Certainly. All right. I I believe uh, everybody's left. I think that's all of the questions. Okay. So um, we could dedicate the merit. We can. Thank you. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Jiho san chi ishi pu chi son bu sa mo ko sa mo ko ho ja ho ro mi the ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the ten directions and the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Soka Koji Buddha's Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.